Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of Electroval. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival. This episode of Dice Carnival is sponsored by C4 Labs, proud vendors of free shipping in the United States. Now available is the Hugo Dice Tray with the utility of compartments for all of your dice, plus the flaming pizzazz of the man himself. Additionally, at checkout, you can type in Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps to get 10% off your whole order. So if you want to support your local musician or just find great products for your D&D games, head to c4labs.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Magic Apothecary, your destination for all things druidic and witchcraft. Magic Apothecary, that's magic with a CK, is a vendor of custom herbal tea blends, plus a variety of other handcrafted products. They can be found on Etsy and have a magnificent storefront located in upstate New York. So if you're looking for a place to find candles, ritual components, tarot sets, or even organic cosmetics, go check out the Magic Apothecary on Etsy or in person. Once again, that is magic with a CK apothecary. Link is in the description. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin. Last time on Electroval, our band of heroes in a desperate plea to save Hugo's life after he took a bullet for the inventor a infamous figure tied to the recent attacks on the crocodile ball gown and elsewhere in the city, and a seeming lead to help them find out the truth behind Mr. Gilded's murder. Upon tracking him down, he revealed that he had many enemies and a complicated past. He was hiding from some said enemies, and that he had apparently sold the device after having manufactured it to another artificer of some sort. He believes to have originated from Stormholt. However, before he was able to divulge more information, a sniper dot was trained upon his head, and only through Hugo's self-sacrifice was he spared. Hugo, critically wounded and sent towering to another tier of the city, was only barely recovered with the intervention of Jack Rambeau, chief surgeon and mortician of the College of Macabre. After some tense surgery and some soul-searching from Hugo, you awoke within his workshop, encountered Gyndon, risen in the body of Hugo's old associate, Jayan, and were immediately set upon by the undead hordes summoned, beckoned to call by Gyndon's most recent resurrection. Having did battle and made some significant strides with a shotgun sky, all of you have begun breathing heavily and recovering yourselves from a tense battle. Only to see Jack Rambeau step within his workshop, see all the corpses that he had been working on for the last several days obliterated, and many of his supplies broken and pilfered through. He stands there, having called you all out in surprise, breathing heavily, and while you cannot see an inch of this man's flesh, you could swear that you see underneath the temple, like where the temples would be through the Plague Doctor's mask, sort of like pulsing, like blood beating heavily. And you see his gauntleted fists are just sort of clenching in the stained leather gloves. And you have never seen Jack this full of emotion before. 
and you see as his chest stops heaving for a moment underneath his butcher's apron, he breathes out and says, Yeah, Soup, um, mind, uh, mind, mind having a conversation out in the hall with me for, for just a moment. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah um, this, uh, this, this can't, this can be, yeah, I'd appreciate I'm so sorry, now, sir. I'd appreciate right now. Yeah, yeah right um, now. I'm, yeah, I'm well, coming. I still I'm so have sorry, thoughts sir. going on in my head. Um, uh, all of you, uh, feel free to help yourself to, to refreshments. He gestures over to a tea kettle that's been, uh, uh, that just starts uh, whistling, having been slowly boiling over the course of the battle. As he walks on the vaulted door uh, into another room in the hall. And yeah, all of you are kind of standing there at the moment. Uh, Gyendon, you feel like a little bit of something twitching inside of your uh, live, laugh, and balm. Oh, what are you doing? Get Attire. out! Just like, throw him out of my sheet. You toss it to one end of the room, it flips over, begins scurrying back. <sighs> um, Soup, you follow? Uh, yeah. So you walk out of the hall, and you come to the opposite side where you see that there's just kind of like a general sort of storage area where with like lockers and, and whatnot. Uh, a place that you've seen before, even though you've never really had access to it. Uh, Jack has just kind of is in the process of having turned the key uh, to unlock it, a very comically oversized key for his proportion, and uh, ends up kicking open the door, um, which boom, thuds against a far wall with a metallic and stone thud, and he steps within. Within this sort of space, you see that there are several lockers where unclaimed belongings of the dead are kept until they can either be returned to the next of kin or uh, uh, simply auctioned off if no one else claims them. And you're just kind of surrounded by all these graded lockers with various junk inside of them. Uh, and you see that he currently has a lantern set up in there, and you see that he is just currently in the process of breathing. And do you say anything as you step in? I'm going to be hearing it now, aren't I? Three days. You know how long shit has been hidden in the fan? Three entire days of a torrent of shit. Not only am I under the pressures of the various powers of the city, constantly changing their legislation and seeking to make new reforms, new taxations, new initiatives for the best interest of the city, uh, I've also got a mercenary company within the sewers who have not surfaced for months, and word that tabloid media has now been circulating evidence that they had deceased down there, a primary asset of ours. We also got the incredible thing that we are out of money. I didn't want to say anything, okay? I've mostly been keeping it away from those that aren't the other college wings department's heads, but... Ugh! What the hell went on in there? Why? I walked out not even for five minutes. Five minutes, and I can't catch a fucking break. Ugh. And you just see he falls to, like, up to his knees. And you loom over this man. But you just see that there is an element of frustration, elements of defeat. I am... Gonna sit down. Try to get a little bit more to his level. Just... just soup definite... It's sort of a thing of... You know when... You know that moment where you really want to say something... But you know that the other person doesn't... It doesn't seem like they're quite ready to hear it. 
Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of setting yourself up for it. Five cadavers and two months worth of labor on a pet project. I lost that. I lost that. What went on in there? What happened? Well, it was a bit of a theory I was hoping to tell you about before you stormed out of there. Honestly, I ha- I'm so sorry, sir. Commissioner's going to cut us off. Commissioner's going to cut us off. This is going to be the end of the college. It's going to be the end of the college, and I'm going to be the last surgeon to even have an opportunity to... Yeah, I can't even save it. I can't save it. There's no point in saving it now. I've been, been trying for months. I would have been able to help better if you have, if you had actually let me learn. I'm sorry what? I had to say it harsh like that. Ugh, I'm so sorry. I, I don't mean to be harsh. You see, like, he's kind of, like, stops mumbling for a second. He's, like, looking up at you. And, like, genuine talk. Like, he, he like a, a sort of shock sort of goes over his body. And he, like, looks up at you, like, quickly with his sort of plague doctor mask. I came here six months ago to develop myself, to learn, to figure out how to make use of myself in this world. And something that I came across was your work and it enraptured me. It really connected to, you know, what I do, to my magic, to what I'm passionate about. And so I came to this college to learn from you. And I guess I've gotten kind of okay at speaking to undead when they aren't going completely feral. But that isn't what I'm here for. I didn't start, I didn't come here to be a manager. I learned to work with the dead in order to create something that could help people a bit more than just management, you know? But ever since I've come here, every single time I've tried to help or offered myself or asked questions, you're always so focused on what you're doing that I feel like I haven't learned a single thing. I don't want to say I've wasted my time, but I feel like I could have learned so much more if I hadn't come here at all. Wait, wait, what, what, what are you What are you going on about? You act like I don't give you... He's, he's fumbling for a, a second. What I'm saying is I try I tried to get through to you so many times, but I just I'm just really feeling like this branch of the college isn't the thing for me. Maybe I can use my spores somewhere else. I did hear of some sort of uh, experimental material over in construction that they could be used for. Maybe some other department would suit me better because I just I'm starting to have the feeling that I'm not quite the person you were looking for in not really a student, but, you know, someone to learn from you. At least that's what I thought you were looking for when you when you brought me on. But every time I try to come in and help you at the table to learn by watching, I'm always shoot off. And I just... I want to put my time into a place that's not going to shoo me off. You know what I'm saying, sir? I hope you can understand. I'm trying. I'm trying the best I can to word it. He's, he stands there for a moment, but and then he swallows. See, he strands his head up, and he walks out of the room. 
and he walks across the hall and he goes into the space where the three of you where you guys begin to have a conversation in like the minute or so that's elapsed um, whoa 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 wait 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 I'm running back over there yeah he's he's continuing to walk even though you're trailing behind uh, at a brisk pace half running almost uh, but but not so instead of more shooing... than one foot off the ground so instead of shooing me off you're just gonna shoo off yourself to avoid this conversation so, it's an so, important one so so Gyndon, Hugo Sky what have you guys started talking about I would say we've just maybe started cleaning up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just in awkward silence for a moment. And... I'm, I, I did want to check out why all the dead dead people were whispering. Right, so you're looking over bodies and Sky's kind of like sitting things upright. I'm, and... like, I'm like putting some surgical implements back on a tray. And because Hugo, I don't really know what else to do. <laughs> you, as you're, you have to like take a seat because you feel like a cramp build up inside your body. Uh, having just been operated on, not, but in, you know, less than 15 minutes ago. And as, uh, yeah, you see that happens as Jack's walking and maybe about 15 feet behind, uh, he's just continuing to walk and Soup's just kind of like waving their arms around and, you know, calling out to him. And you see, like, he continues just walking across the room and, uh, you continue talking, Soup, as you see, he starts making his way towards his office. All right. All right, see y'all. I, I think I'm getting fired. I'm gonna he, op he opens up the door, you see, <laughs> and he like steps within. You see, there's still like the fireplace and the small bookshelf in there, and you start hearing the sounds of furniture being dragged around in there. Uh, door still left open. I'm coming in. I'm sorry, sir. You can't just walk away from a conversation like that. <laughs> so, so you're just going to like bend down yes. and go through like the the uh, the three and a half foot tall door. Yes. I'm, 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 at this point, I was like, I finally, I finally worked up the courage to be honest with you, and this is what I get. I, I know this is a professional relationship, but I cared so much about this, and you've killed my passion. You step inside, and, like, we see, like, you, it's literally, like, the three of them were just going in their awkward silence, and it, the conversation passes through this room, literally goes underneath the table that Gendon was originally lying on. Uh through a tiny like very nice looking door with like a fireplace and a book and soup is just following still like covered in blood just sort of bends down and just sort of <laughs> lurches through like the oversized door dragging their limbs in behind them um, i finally i finally have it in me to say this and to be honest <laughs> the voice is just carrying out of the room uh, Soup, as you step within this interior, you come into a uh, warmly lit study. A fireplace burns against the left wall with several bookcases of various uh, anatomy and sort of histories categorized against the wall. You see that there is a skull mounted on one of the tables. Uh, humanoid, it would appear, with a blue wax candle rising out of one of the eyes that is currently unlit. You see that there are several implements, and in fact, the desk is kept relatively tiny. Uh, however, there is a sort of cabinet at the far end that you see has been opened up, and bits of paper and books and and board games have been sort of scattered across the floor. Um, not, not thrown about, but sort of like just sat down. As you see, he gets to the bottom of it, and you see like he takes out a, piece, a panel of wood from the bottom, and he pulls out a folder, and he sees that you're in his room, and mind you, like... This room's tall enough where you can stand up into it, but you're almost touching the ceiling, and everything's, like, halfling proportional. And he goes up to his chair, which you are, like, standing in front of. And he sits down in his chair, slams down a folder, and leans back. Raises his hands up, as if 
there's there's the folder and says you talk about other departments you say say you don't I don't want you around take a look inside all right yeah I've been hiding them from you for a while uh okay I take a look you open up the folder and you see that there are notes you see that there are form of transfer requests you see that there are uh, job descriptions, which, you know, the College of Macabre takes on a lot of odd jobs, so they're usually, like, categorized as, like, reports of, like, hey, this is the project we're working on, seeking personnel with these skills, you know, contractors, etc. Uh, and you see that uh, at several points have your name written. You hear Jack say, literally got off, got off the wire with Gary from uh, Paranormal Investigations the other month. Why don't you get down there, some sort of shroom colony inside the spirit ward? Wanted to get you set up inside of ghost hunting. You know, we had the construction plant, right? They ain't exactly heard about you, but a colleague of a colleague was recommending you. Drew up a report, decided if they wanted to send it your way. I told him no. Tips my apprentice. And they're working with me for now. And why? Because I value you, Soup. And I might be under a lot of stress right now. But <clears throat> a man like me gets old in his age. And I don't know how many more decades I got around this old city. And I know that it's only going to be a matter of time that I'm going to need someone to do the deed to me. Get me all processed, stitched up, examined, when it's my time to go. And right now I don't got no one to do that except, well, except the one person who's got promise. I'm sorry if I haven't exactly been kind to you. I'm sorry if I haven't been, you don't think I've been giving you opportunities. If you want... Look through some of these reports. I'm sure a couple of jobs are still open, and even if they aren't, you're in enough demand that they'd probably take you anyway. College Macabre might be doing some breaking up in the future, considering budget reasons, so... Maybe it might be time to pick allies, right? Get out at a good time. Feel free to take it home with you. In the meantime, I'm gonna call it an early day. Go home, get some sleep. Start again tomorrow. Do me a favor and luck up after you're done. And he'll just sort of stand up, grab a briefcase, grab a coat off the wall, grab a hat, and start making his way out, which all of you who have, are still in awkward silence, having heard this conversation echo out of the tiny hole in the wall that Soup crawled into, uh, you see Jack just sort of walking out, putting a hat on. Wait, one moment. One, I have I have one thing to give you. Roll me a persuasion check. All right. Here, let me pull up the ruler. You see the inventor, like, looks over at Gienden and says, Is he always like that? Uh, that's a 14. No. Um, he stops for a moment, turns around in place, head up. As you're, like, you're crawling out of the hole again, holding the folder. Unless you're calling it an early day. Please, actually, try to take the chance to relax for once. And I'm just gonna give him a couple of the I'm just going to give him a couple of the boolean cubes I got from the upper levels. Yeah, I'll say that you had enough in your pockets. Not everything I... got spilled. Probably the ones that got spilled were like the bread and a couple of like uh, Clara containers of broth. But you've still mm -hmm. got the cubes on you. And yeah, I yeah, honestly you're... don't remember the like I don't. You said you're going to go get something, but I don't think you went to go get something. <laughs> he like looks suspiciously at the cubes and says, yeah, the hot water. I, I don't usually, uh, you know. Get involved in the psychedelic parts of it's not it's not psychedelic it's it's just soup it's soup in a cube it's easy it's instant it's your kind of thing thank you and he'll put them away convinced that they're not drugs which you know <laughs> knowing you uh 
I mean, if it was drugs, I'd say it was drugs. You what? Uh, he believes you. He knows you well enough. As he said, he's maybe he's maybe at heightened emotions, but he still he still he still knows you're a good employee, um, a good confidant. Uh, and yeah, he'll he'll make his way out of the place, and uh, he'll just kind of sit some keys on a nearby counter as he leaves. And a moment later, you hear like the turning of a vault. Oh. Boom. As it closes behind him, but you don't hear it lock. I and all like... and, and the and the five of you are left there. Five and a hand, if you will. I feel like I should have apologized. It's fine. From all the times I've known him, I feel like it's the most listening he's ever done, and I feel like he's only heard about thirty percent of the words I said. Maybe less. But it's a start. It's progress. I do still really enjoy this work, and it would be terrible to watch this place go under. But it was good to finally get an answer to a question. You hear a knocking outside of the door. Ooh, hello, hello. Um, can I? Am I supposed to come in now? Everything okay? Are you having an argument? Oh, it's all good. You hear an unfamiliar voice say this all. Oh. And you see a face stick their way in. A pigeonoid face. Um, I'm Dr. Cooper Drinker. Uh, I heard that my medical, uh, skills might be needed. Did someone call a surgeon? You see stepping within what appears to be a humanoid-ish bird person. Pigeon. Wearing a sort of, uh... Stained doctor's, not actually even stained, very bright white doctor's gown with a couple of like pins in the shirt pocket uh, and carrying a briefcase at his side. Uh, you see that kind of printed on the uh, opposite side of the chest pocket is an emblem of what appears to be a sort of snake-like dagger. Uh, those of you might recognize it as the Twisted Daggers emblem. Oh. I'm, I'm Dr. Cooper, the Pigeon Doctor. Um... Or that's usually what people call me. Uh, do you do you need some? Uh, uh, do you have any water on you? I'm kind of thirsty. Uh, I can go get the kettle. I think he's here for you, Hugo. Hugo's okay, I'll get it myself, and he'll go died. to like the far end, and he'll just pour water into a cup with no tea bag, and he'll start drinking it. And he dunks his beak in. Are you the one requiring medical attention now? Oh, oh, no, no, I'm okay. He pulls it. It bubbles up and he pulls it out. It's like, um, sorry about that. Uh, Jack's a bit more of a surgeon. Uh, I deal a little bit more in uh, medical prognosis and such. Are, are you the patient? I'm going to assume because you're covered in, I'm assuming, the most blood that is your own. He looks around the crime scene that you are all in. I would assume that, that, that it may be me who whoever called you would be referring to. Who, who called you, by the way? Oh, uh, I I got a messenger from I uh, said my uh, my friend Jack Rambo had a patient who uh, needed some post-surgical uh, treatment. How does Jack well, have connections yes. with the twisted um, dagger? Oh, with long story. Uh, I I am actually originally from Cliff Garden uh, in the Sky Realms. I was uh, uh you know coming to the city and seeking sponsors for my expertise. And I heard about this place called the Twisted Dagger, who, you know, replied to one of my letters and said they'd be able to sponsor me. Um, I didn't really know what they were, but, you know, I get to see a lot of patients at their clinics. That would make sense. <laughs> but, uh, yes, um, 
I was recently shot. And I, I, I get that a lot. I'm Twisted Deckers clinics. If I'm going to be honest. And They're usually not medical clinics, but I set up shop there anyway. Okay. I mean, also, the Twisted Dagger has a pretty solid handle of a lot of usually, things. I, I'd honestly imagine that. I usually have to deal with, you know, violent wounds, people getting shot, stabbed, uh, also a lot of uh, sexual health care. See, that's a use for a doctor for the Twisted Dagger. Usually the majority of what I do. Oh. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's really a relief to, to be able to operate on someone with a hole in them, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, uh, maybe take a bit of an inspection if that's okay. And he'll sit his briefcase down and start pulling out, like, a stethoscope. and I'm just going to, okay, like, brush so some hair across I've... the hole in my head. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm sorry. You require medical treatment, too. Oh, uh, no, well, I'm good. I'm good. I just realized the way he said people with holes in them after talking about sexual health. <laughs> Everyone has holes in them. The question yeah, is, how that. many? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he'll literally just start going out and he'll start uh, pulling out a arm pump. He'll pull out a stethoscope and he'll just literally go about sort of giving Hugo a sort of checkup. Um, he'll, he'll uh, you know, ask Hugo to sort of remove his shirt and he starts, like, uh, putting pressure at different points and says, uh, does it hurt when I do this? And he, like, puts his hand his talon onto your chest, Hugo, and it hurts a lot in your abdomen. <laughs> yes! It would appear that uh, you've you've nicked your pelvis. Seems like the bone fragment has been removed. Hmm. But I do have something that might be able to help with it. Um, what is your relationship with uh, addictive substances? Back in my younger days, maybe touched one or two, but nothing that I'm taking currently. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you're not... A recovering uh, addict or any sort. Otherwise, uh, I don't want to be violating your sobriety. Um, here, uh, take this. And he'll, he'll hand you like a, a little clear bag with a couple of pills in it. Only take one a day. What are they? What are they supposed to do? Um, I'm really more of a, of a, you know, a lifestyle doctor. I'm not a pharmacist, but uh. I know that they can help with the pain. Um, you should also not take more are? than one of them. I uh, roll medicine check. Yeah. Now uh, roll me an roll me roll me a nature roll me an, a medicine check, but use your intelligence. Okay, so an intelligence this check. Is with this is encyclopedic knowledge. This is to identify a drug based on like the pill. Requires medical training, but. All right. So. I'm just going to roll intelligence and add my proficiency then. Our proficiency is plus... What's our two proficiency still, right think. now? Yeah, two. 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 Okay, so it's going to be a plus one. 30-20! Nice. Um, I said you've probably not dealt with it directly, but you know that it's it's like the... It's, it's, it's basically like, you know, uh... Low-grade morphine pills, basically. Mm. You know, and I probably don't. That. And I probably don't have something better and less addictive. You you could potentially. Uh, you see, like God he's very soap. he's very careful about handing it out, though. But like, it's like, okay, this guy doesn't seem like he has a big drug problem. Just take one of them a day, and he like gives him like uh, four pills. Um, but yeah, you could always like you you could always be uh, Hugo's um, anesthesiologist. Uh, <laughs> If you choose to do soup. In the future. Uh, in the future, if required. 
<laughs> One day if, somebody it, will call upon my swampy medical but yeah, knowledge. But it definitely is some, it's definitely a, a drug that uh, has recreational use a lot to it. Uh, but he passes it to uh, you know Hugo, if Hugo takes that. Um, he'll say, I've also uh, I've got this too. Uh, and he pulls out um, of a bag a sort of uh, wooden cane and he snaps it until it comes to being about two and a half feet tall. He just snaps it in half. <laughs> no, 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 he actually telescopes outwards and he, he uncracks it and he hands it to you. Uh, and it seems to be a fairly nice wooden and brass cane. Um, you may want to require that to uh, support yourself until you get better. You should need it forever, though, based on my inspection. Uh, the wound will be superficial over time. You may require some treatment to deal with a moderate amount of pain. I would recommend something other than these pills. For when that time comes, consult a, uh, uh, a, a more drug-based physician in that capacity. Just, but... just wave a little bit. I just wave a little bit like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that you were a, uh, one of uh, Jack's uh, collegiate doctor or fellows. Uh, uh, may I ask where you studied? Uh, I mean, not specifically that type, but I make my own shit, and it works. Oh, oh, I, I know, I know a few others who do that too. Um, I'd be happy to give you a professional uh reference if that's what you acquire. Uh, <laughs> I have everybody <laughs> handing me opportunities right now. I'm overwhelmed. I'm oh. just trying to figure out my passions in life, and this is too much. I overheard a little bit. I, I heard that you're very in demand. Uh, in the market right now. Um, I don't really have too many opportunities for you, though, myself. I'm mostly here to uh, treat this uh, Mr. Mr. Brassleaf, yes? Yes, yes, that's correct. Ah, yes. Oh, I, a musician. I've, I've heard a little bit about your work. Uh, not too many albums make their way to, uh, to, the, to the Shattered Isles, but uh, nonetheless, it is certainly impressive to be able to offer you uh, professional care. Um, Hold on one second, I'm getting thirsty again. Dunks his face into a cup. <laughs> you you could swear this dude, if he if he had skin, would be sweating. But he seems to cool down as soon as he takes a sip. Do birds sweat? <laughs> um That's a question. Thirsty bird. I don't think they do. Thirsty birdsty? Yeah. I should also say this guy does have a blue top hat on. Uh Ah yes. Only the most anyway. refined of wait, wait, I feel like while he's talking, his eyes slowly just start going in opposite directions. Yeah, it's more like little bits of perspiration begin to drip off his feet. The drinky bird. You. Oh, man. Dr. Cooper Drinker. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you see that. Uh, oh, my God. I just realized what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting this podcast, Gibbons. I'm quitting. This is it. Uh. And yeah, he'll, he'll inspect you and he'll, uh... Well, I believe that's the end of my prognosis. Um, is there anything I can help with? Are you experiencing, uh, any other sort of pains? Are you experiencing, uh, difficulty in the bedroom? Um, I'm all qualified for those sorts of, of, uh, you know, professional, uh, advice. I think we're good here. <laughs> oh, thank goodness! <laughs> <laughs> can I just, like, start nudging him out the door? <laughs> He, he is, you can, but he's currently packing up his briefcase as you, oh. you go. Um, and he says, uh, well, um, I, if you ever need to get a hold of me, uh, you can usually find me. Uh, just, just go to any of the brothels in the spirit ward. I usually do a circuit around them and just say that, uh, you're looking for Dr. Cooper. 
Drink yes, her. yes, thank you, thank you. Um, and I'll uh, uh, be sure to uh, add you to my list. I usually have a very long list. Not a lot of doctors. There's not exactly a lot of uh, other uh, physicians uh, through through my employment. So have a good usually day. the only one. Wait, is this list like a count okay, of bodies? Body. Is it like a body count? I've already closed the door. Yeah, you literally push him out of the circular vault and just here's my card. It falls out on the floor. <laughs> Please save that voice forever. Oh god. <laughs> I need you hear the sound you hear the sound of a cupboard being open on the other side of the vault and then the sound of the sink running. <laughs> <laughs> and then it stopped. I just wanna hear like someday in some campaign, like a BBEG with that as the voice. Not like something intimidating, just like flustered, constantly nervous, like Oh no, everyone! It appears I have taken over the world! Kind of vibes. Oh. You're acting like that isn't this campaign. Anyway. <laughs> the BBEG is actually Dr. Cooper Drinker and it has just been revealed. Ha! Do we kill him? <laughs> Obviously the answer. Obviously. <laughs> Alright. Uh, that totally will get the Twisted Dagger to come after you. Uh, okay. <laughs> For shoving the doctor out the door. <laughs> Oh, or just, just no, you mean him, just, killing. Just shoved him off a building, he flies away. I see. Wait, okay. wait, okay, so if we were to give him a letter to give to somebody, would he be a messenger pigeon? Just tie it to his ankle. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Now we know how to twist a dagger communicates through him. My god. <laughs> through sex pigeon doctor. Yep. The way you say that is. That bad. sounds like a band. The Make sex it a band. pigeon doctors. You know, I think that's gonna be the name of the band that you inspired in that one episode. I am going to write down a note next bar you guys show up at. Name of band. <laughs> Done. Okay. All right. All of you, five of you, Gendon, Hugo, Sky, Soup, the inventor, who is still with you. You yeah. sound like you're in distress. <laughs> it's standing there. All and right, all get... of you are silent for one ordeal as you see Yendon walk back in, I imagine, with the business card in hand. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Now I can actually think about what happened. And put some clothes on. Oh, yeah. You people live very strange lives. I didn't ask Did you know that? I wouldn't assume it's any stranger than yours, sir. I knew that. Nobody asked. I literally just survived being assassinated. We went ahead and found a mortician, who's apparently also a surgeon. An entire... This dude, this fellow right here, just woke up on a table claiming to be your friend. We were attacked by an army of undead. Apparently, this bugbear here is in demand in the job market. And we just <laughs> met a pigeon doctor. And Sky has a shotgun. I'm supposed to be under the radar. <laughs> this is as far as under as can be. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. Okay, no fellow? one actually knows are who I am. Are you Are you okay, fellow? Mr. Hugo, are you alive? Alive, but... What are your feelings for having nearly died because of me? Well, certainly still processing it, that's for sure. But... Do you regret it? No. No, I don't. After Do all, you... After all of the things that have happened these past couple of days, honestly, it's the it's the kick in the pants that I needed. As much as that's a weird thing and to you say. Hold no co and you hold no contempt towards me? 
Oh, of course not. Why would I hold contempt? If then, I held contempt towards you, why would I have jumped for that in the first place? He looks at the rest of you having, like, he seems a little bit less stressed. His shoulders relax as Yoko says that. Looks over at Sky. Looks over at Soup. Raises his eyebrow. Um, his, uh, kind of, uh, Sapien. Um, kind of dripping with a little bit of perspiration. And he says, In that case, I should make my preparations to disengage with you until you deal with whoever was attempting to have me killed. Wait, okay. Well, can I ask okay. you one thing, though? Please, one more thing? What is it? I can offer you a couple of things. I can I can offer if you need me to look at your equipment. You have the stick. Yeah, I was promised you'd look at it. Pass it to me. I give him stick. He picks up the stick. You see he pulls out a little bit of dust from one of his pouches. He waves it in the air. You see he touches four points on the stick. And you see as the stick begins to glow, blue light, be- white light begins to ripple across. And you see the stick gets divided into four segments. A red, a brown, a sort of silvery blue, and a sort of dark kind of more uh, cerulean blue. And you see like as the light flares on there, it seems to sort of drain and melt back into the wood in the process. And you see a sort of knot carved into the center of it begins to glow bright green. And he tosses it back to you. I'm assuming the name of this uh, instrument is Nature's Disciple, is it not? Oh, that's what I was told. It would seem that the time that you spent with it has offered you the capabilities to channel one focus into the elements. Consider these charges as you continue to learn with it. It learns with you. It has the ability to pick up new abilities you can master. Huh. I'm sure that you will come to find use for them in time. This is not the first of the items that I've encountered, though it has been some time. I will amend you in being able to find an artifact of this type. Is that all? I would like to say... I may have I may have jumped in front of a bullet, but as far as I know, I've made it through a hundred foot fall. I am only assuming that I was not the one who did that. So you saved me too. Thank you. Well, I suppose that if we never engaged in any of this business, I suppose that if I hadn't made the deals that I had made, sold the proprietary equipment that I had, none of us would be in this situation, would we? So it would seem until other affairs can get sorted, we are inevitably tangled with each other. I will save your life as long as I am able to, and I'm certain that you will continue to be the self-sacrificial kind soul that you are to protect my existence for as long as I can offer you an opportunity to exonerate your own innocent. And what's more is that it would appear that we have stumbled across a conspiracy like none other in the city. So I suppose that it would do some good to address that as well. Okay then. In that case, what else can I offer you? I've inspected it. I've demonstrated how to unlock. I'm certain that you will be able to find the abilities to unlock the further potential of your staff. You need but only to focus for on it for a moment to choose which path to go down but I'm sure that the routes will become apparent to you. And uh, lore sense, Misha, I, you have a little bit of a yep. document I sent you that uh, shows you the uh, options you currently have for Nature's Disciple mm-hmm. with the one point that you currently have invested in it. Yep. And it is an action to basically decide on that. So you could decide on it in the moment, or you could decide no. Your choice. Anyway. I'm just going to tell him, first of all, thank you 
and I get a sense that you forget this sometimes. So here's a reminder. You're a good man. And it's... I don't think it's worth making more complex than that. I can tell. You're a good mm. man, sir. And don't you forget it. Well, I appreciate that. You have very kind words indeed. In any case, do you require any other sorts of assistance? Any of your gear? You seem very, very poorly armored, may I say. Especially you, sir. Uh, sure that. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to have stuff. Do you by chance... Could you by chance recover stuff from a certain flint who recently just died? I don't know of any flints who just died, but I could look into it. I'm yeah. not exactly a spy master. Um, but, um, well, the body should be coming this way. Well, I recommend then you simply wait here for the body and its possessions to arrive. I guess Don't be so. too hard. Okay. Seems like you have keys to the shop. I mean, currently I rely on mostly natural defenses. Um, I guess some better form of armor would be helpful to me. I was planning on going out shopping for that. I guess if you have anything to offer. Though I don't want to be greedy or anything. You see he pulls out a, a vial of silver liquid. And uh, what sort of armor does soup have on them right now? Um, mechanically it's leather, but we flavored it like it's mycelium that's kind of fused with their fur. I can offer you a bit, uh, one of you at least, an option at a little bit of better armor if you so require. Uh, I think I may actually be able to offer it to two of you. I think I have enough for that. <sighs> I guess I could take armor. Am I proficient in armor? Yeah, in 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 medium I am armor. light and medium armor. Okay. I think I would actually need to upgrade the armor that you have. Oh, I don't, I don't have armor. <laughs> would I be eligible for this? Uh, yeah, he could work with your armor. Yeah. Cool. You go, Sky. I currently have uh, I currently have some leather armor, putting at AC thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm checking now. I don't think I have that much armor. Yeah, you've got leather armor, I think, as well. Yeah. But you also got the cloak of protection, so... Oh, that's sure. true. Sure call. Uh... I already have a lot of magic items. So, uh, we could probably... I guess Hugo and I could get armor enhancements. I know I get hit a lot, so it could be helpful to me. Yeah. That, that does sound helpful. <laughs> I've been pretty okay. Like, I've not been in that much danger frankly so far so you're hopefully that can be that way uh, what you're being a good rogue that way that's true that's very true i don't think i need it as much as other people okay all right then um he's got two vials on the hill uh say all right then well pass me whatever sort of armor implements you have i'll make modifications off of what you already have yeah i've got two treatments i can attempt on me right now uh, it would seem that i have been able to not gain access to some of my safe houses, for they have been under surveillance for some time. Uh, though I do not think that they've been able to access the contents of any of them. I'm going to have to deal with that eventually, too. Perhaps once I'm no longer the target of a conspiracy. Perhaps once we're no longer the targets of the law, maybe we could do a little bit of helping out with that. 
Um, so who who is currently taking off their armor? Uh, I guess Soup. Soup and Hugo. Mechanically, would it keep me from having a? You don't know what he's gonna do. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, both of you go ahead and remove your armor from your sheets. Okay. Um, I guess first, uh, um, Sky is not correct. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's only two, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's got two. So yeah. he's going to uh, begin with Hugo's implements. Like, this area, this should be easier. Uh, you see, and as he begins to sort of take it out, and he pulls out his gauntlet until you see that there's actually a projected screen uh, being risen from like a tripod he's working on. You see, he's currently in the process of putting in calculations. Uh, he pulls out a sort of palm device and actually scans Hugo's armor on one of these medical beds, and he begins pulling out tools and going to work. All right, can I still hear the whispers of the dead people? You're going to begin to sort of uh, try to inspect that. I'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah. Okay. So as you begin inspecting them, first thing you see, Hugo, on each of them, you begin to see like these little silvery bits of material begin to sort of crawl out of the vial. And he's not even touching them. He's actually interfacing with a screen, modeling on the armor. And you start seeing that he's styling these little dots all over it. And you see these like little like mercurial sort of slivers, like uh, like uh, like T1 or T2000 or whatever, like from Terminator 2, sort of like silver dots begin sort of crawling over your armor, creating like a studded pattern onto it. Uh, and then you begin to see sort of Aether runes begin to appear. He flicks his wrist and a second screen projects over on his top right. And he's actually like now being surrounded by three monitors that he's currently interfacing with. Uh, you see that he's responding quickly. You begin to see like there's like an error going up, but he quickly resolves it. Um, and um, in the time of about 30 minutes of processing this, he eventually manages to close it off. You see that there's like a shimmer over the uh, thing. You see the dots begin to actually sit into the material. You see that the quality of the leather begins to actually heal itself and is no longer the sort of uh, Kevlar undervest that you had before. And actually you see that the silver dots begin to turn a more brass coloration. And he starts like moving a stylish across like an RBG wheel. Like, any particular uh -huh. color? Brass? Brass is fine. <laughs> he doesn't wait for your response. Right on theme. I must say, and... it's much more fascinating than watching the tailor work making the suit. And you see, like, oh, as shit. he finishes, and, like, the oh, armor is actually being supported by some of these, like, little silvery sort of supports. And then you see, like, it drops. Oh, I had made a down payment on the suit. <laughs> hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you see that uh, as he does that, he says, You will see that I have uh, expanded the sleeves on there. If you roll them up, you'll be able to find an interface wheel that will allow you to make certain cosmetic changes onto it. If you ever require, you can usually find any sort of uh, three-dimensional modeling file. In case you require other textile patterns, you'll be able to scan them otherwise. But for now, this is what you have. And you see, like, uh, he adjusts it. And you see, like, w the armor that you have, it doesn't even resemble what you had before. You see now it's like the sort of black sort of like like long pajamas sized for you. Though it looks like they stretch a significant amount and you see like there's like a bit of like a screen on the wrist that as he picks it up turns invisible. And he'll uh, toss this sort of like one part piece like union suit towards you that you can wear underneath uh, your clothes. Oh my. Oh my, this is... What is this? And if you go ahead and refresh your sheet, I have equipped it for you. Well, 
that's the fancy one out of the way. I've got a more mundane one that I can offer you that will benefit you as well. Pass it to me the uh, base uh, soup. Uh, I pass him what I can. I guess a good base would be probably my vest or, or shirt. I mount the yeah. vest. I know the vest is kind of infused with mushrooms, so that might be more useful. Yeah. He's working with like your your armor. Yeah. Is the idea. Um, and yeah, he'll kind of work with the fire. It's like, this is an interesting fiber. Hmm, I've got an idea with it. Uh, and he lays out and he pulls out like a second vial. Yours is not going to be as fancy, but I figured that he was going to make more use of the stylization function uh, than you would. No offense. I just fancy myself a decent judge of character. No, no, no you're right. Well. And yeah, and Soup, uh, go ahead, remove that armor from I did. Your, your thing. And you see he begins working with it in a similar fashion. Uh, but you see that as the dots begin to rise, you begin to actually see the mushroom fibers actually begin to sort of deconstruct, but remain in their uh, textile. Ooh. You see that as he fe finishes processing it, uh, you begin to see that the mushroom fibers actually begin to grow out. And you begin to see they begin sort of lining themselves side to side, sort of being interwoven with a sort of silvery material, creating these sort of mushroom shelves over it. Oh, that's cool. Um, until you start seeing entire, like, layers of these sort of mushroom shelves sort of, uh, picking themselves up, creating a sort of shirtless vest, a sleeveless vest that runs over it and kind of hangs a little bit further down. He says, you should be able to wear this under the majority of your garments, and you'll find that it has, uh, relatively unencumbering properties. You should also find that it is a significant improvement to the, well, fascinating material, rather amateur design that you had as well. And go ahead and refresh your sheet. Ooh. Let's see. Refresh. And now that you have Aether Alloy, uh, I, I used it to mark, I marked it with something else, but it is Aether Alloy Scale Mail. Oh, 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 I have, I have armor, guys. And you feel like as the sort of shelves of mushrooms kind of jiggle along each other, they don't make much of a sound. They create almost a more padded sound. So it is scale mail, but because it is made out of sort of a light aether alloy in combination with some mushroom fibers, it does not impose disadvantage on your self checks. Oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you so much, sir. You see that he's sweating. Now this took 30 minutes to work on each piece and only because he had the materials prepared for it. So because of that, if anyone wanted to take a short rest, you can mark that off now. I will take a short rest. I will take a short rest. You can take a short rest. I'll uh, take but a short rest. I will say, Yendon, what are you doing with these bodies? Um, I am... Well, you said, like, there was barely perceptible whispers. Could I just, like, get up real close to them and inconspicuously listen to them? Yeah. You uh, press your ear up against one of them. I want you to roll me... Roll me... It's going to be a perception check. It's going to oh. be wisdom-based, definitely, but I want you to roll me a perception check. All right. Sorry, I'm doing hit dice first. Really good. Uh, oh, let's go. Yes, yes. Don't be at low health while you do this. That would be bad. All right. There's that. All right. That's good enough for now. I will roll perception. 18. Okay. And uh, who are you leaning over? Um. Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of them. Um, all have been embalmed, so there's like a little bit of gore, but it's not as much blood splatter as there would have been. Yeah, um, I'll go for the woman. So you see that there's like this sort of middle-aged woman 
that's the with sort of stringy air you see that there's actually like a giant like hole in her head that was there before where it looks like she had taken an axe to it and uh what did you roll on your check again remind me 18 you begin to listen and there's just a bit of a oh, calls for me as it does us all <laughs> and just starts sort of rambling in this sort of incoherent thing but as you kind of lean over you feel like as if there's almost a will that you could exert over this body. A will to demand m- more. You exert okay. that will. Um, sure. As you, like, lean forward, uh, Hugo, you're probably, like, the only one who sees... Oh, no, you're probably distracted. Sky would be the only one who sees. One of the tattoos on the back of Gindan's neck begin to sort of glow a purplish light and black smoke begins to drift off of it uh, as it then fades almost as quickly. One actually on the neck, the new one. And as Ginnon leans over, the woman's body inhales <gasps> and uh, the eyes sort of drift towards you. I'm... I like stagger back. Oh my god! <laughs> as you see like the black mist had actually like drifted into her mouth and nose. Ginnon, I think you could talk to it. And you can feel as though you can ask this corpse questions. And while there is not a soul to answer them for you, the body's memory remains. Um, why did you... Why did you reanimate the first time, not the second time? It was called for a purpose. When I thought... I had none left. Do you know what that purpose was? I do not. Only that it is greater than this vessel was originally intended to bear. Okay. I'm out of questions. Do you kind of like force that will forward like I'm out of questions? Um, not yet. I'm like, uh, does anyone else have anything? You can or... ask her why she was attacking us. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Why were you attacking us? Oh, hungry. Okay. So dry. Maybe you can ask you her. Since you have two more questions. Oh. Maybe... You can ask her if that purpose can overcome that hunger. Can the purpose you seek overcome the hunger that you feel? I never tried. Never will again. Alright, one more question. Do you think there's any question, like, Yannon, do you think there's any questions we can use to kind of see if she feels this purpose towards you? I mean, you're the one who's pulling this forth you're the one who's asked you're the one who's got her to ask answer questions i will i wouldn't i don't know why i would have that i mean there's probably the curse but Char- charming as i may be i don't think i could get them to answer questions like that and maybe it's attached to whatever your purpose is in coming back the hand- could be the same the hand likes you. The the eyes look the at you, Gendon, as in almost like a pained expression, barely holding on. 
but with a sort of sincerity of what more is demanded of me. Mm. What right. else must I do before I can rest? Ah, uh, I see. Maybe you can ask if that purpose comes from you. No, I think I already know the answer to that question. What do you think the answer is? I think so. Then you can ask it what you're supposed to do. What do I do with this? What what are you asking? What do I do with this new power that I have? You can become, will become, the greatest there was. There ever will be before the end. And the body lurches backwards and becomes an immobile, mutilated corpse once again. Well, more answers, more questions. At least we know it seems. Um, I have a run in theory. And at least there's a chance that, uh, should, should something like this happen again, they may not be as hostile. If you tried commanding them, I have... So... I mean, Soup, they were, from your experience, they were feral. There's no more commanding them. Well, I mean, Gandon was just made it... Gandon just made one come back and answer questions. Maybe. Yeah, this one didn't have, like, the feral look in its body anymore. It didn't even look undead. You've seen yeah. similar magic before, Soup? I will say, but I just want to, like, communicate from Soup's experience, like, mm -hmm. the ones that you guys were fighting a moment ago, even her, had, w were feral. And there's no known cure to the feralness except to put them down. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking this. She said she was called back with a purpose, and mm -hmm. Gandon keeps coming back. And I feel like those purposes are tied. That purpose could be to give whenever you come back whatever undead come with you their own purpose aka command them or maybe help them regain their own consciousness I have absolutely no idea that didn't seem like that body had a soul it didn't seem like the pharaoh ones did either I don't mm. I don't know well might be worth keeping in mind I mean the hand likes you I don't why does the hand like me? I don't need a hand. As you've been leaning on one of the tables, the hand is, is just resting itself on top of your hand. I don't hey, need the hand as a hey, pet. Hey, don't it's, 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 grab, it's grabbing a hold of you like a watch. Look, look, man, I can't tell if you're like some warlord of the undead or the father of all undead, but you're something, and you gotta, you gotta work that out. It crawls up your shoulder and is now just perched on your shoulder. Right now, I'm leading them in more of the father direction. Hey, be nice to the hand. It trusts you, okay? I didn't sign up for parental responsibilities. Could hey, be a helping hand. Hey, don't say hand. It's a hand! It's handy. It's got, like, a broken bone sticking out of the wrist. You don't know if it can hear you? It probably can. And I don't care at this point. I'm sorry, the price, the price for dying multiple times and surviving that is parental responsibilities. 
I'm, you are now a single father, and you need to learn to live with that. Or even better, learn to thrive through that. I'm not gonna walk around the city with a hand! A dismembered hand! Why Just... not? I would if it loved me, and it loves you! You walked around before with a jar of ears. Just pointing that out. Don't oh call it God. dismembered, that's insulting. Oh my god, this brings me so much joy, Gannon! You're a father! <laughs> it brings a tear to my eye! It's so sweet! Ugh... Okay, well, let's all try to keep it together here. No! Oh, boy. This is the miracle of life. This is right not here. comforting. Dear God. <laughs> miracle of unlife. Undeadening. It can give you a pat on the back whenever you need. Actually, can it? Without falling off. You might have to Wait, lean over it more, but to... it can at least rest its hand on your shoulder. There you go. None of this disgusts you. Oh my God, you can teach it to I play mean... catch. Maybe if it was on me, but since it's on you, it doesn't disgust me. I grab the hand and I throw it onto Hugo. <laughs> you hear you hear a voice in your head, Hugo, as you catch the hand, as you see the hand like grabs a hold and like high fives you, and then falls to the ground, <laughs> and then scurries back up again to, to climb his leg. You You're gonna need to teach that hand to play catch, or it's gonna feel like you neglected it, and it's gonna hold contempt towards you when it becomes successful in life gonna hold content and then you're you gonna have to reenact the plot of a family movie in order to reconnect with your lost child you just gotta like what you gotta do is you just got to sit the hand down and tell it that you're gonna go out for milk and cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> can i do that i really don't want a hand <laughs> hey okay look parents need a break sometimes i'll just i'll be its auntie and take the hand for a little while if you want just take yourself a Sky, day off. roll me a persuasion check. Me? me? Yeah. No, Sky, are you taking the hand right now? Yeah, I'll take I'll take it off his hand. Roll me a persuasion. Roll, roll me a persuasion check. Oh, come on. Okay. Wait, how um, old are, are you? You know that Sky's notoriously bad at this. Are you a proper auntie, or would this be more like a babysitter thing? How, Sky, how old are you anyway? What? How old are you? Like 30 or something? Yeah, Shit, I you're 28, older than me. 28 canonically. Am I? Okay, I'm, 20, yeah. I'm 28. There we go. Yeah. Shit, why did I think you were younger than me? How old are you? Uh, uh, Hugo, how old are you? Soup, don't avoid the question. Uh, um, how old are you? Uh, you 23? Don't know, <laughs> <laughs> a deception check. <laughs> I usually don't like ask for, ask this from players, but it's funny. The deception checks are where it's at. Just roll me a, a thing. And then you guys will roleplay with that information as you will. Okay. 12. I don't believe you. I'm 23! I, I mean, Hugo and Gendon, you have no reason to suspect. How old does Soup look? Well, no, probably Gendon has no reason to suspect. Hugo, your passive insight's high enough that, like, uh, is it, actually? My passive insight's 13. Yeah, Gendon, you're like, eh, okay, maybe. Hugo, I mean, sure, Hugo, why not? Yeah. That, that makes sense. Hey, Sky. You can look in, like, again, you get a feeling that Soup is maybe not telling the whole truth. Sky, you know that the whole truth is Soup doesn't know how old they are. Three. I don't know how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, my persuasion was a 15. Nice. Um. You, you reach out for the hand and it retracts for a moment. And then it just goes noodle and lets you pick it up. Okay. 
I'm your boy. Come on. It is Not cold and clammy and callous. And you That's can feel okay. some of the knuckles jiggling around in it as you hold it. Ugh. Old clammy and callous. <laughs> it also feels a little bit stiff. It also feels a little bit stiff along the muscles. This just sounds like having a reptile as a pet. Basically, yeah. It's, it's I'm feeling very reptilian. Oh. And what do you do with it? I, I just put it on my shoulder. Alright. You put it on I your shoulder and you feel it tighten around you. I think we need to name the hand. Why are we naming the hands? What? We can name it Mano. Manny. Manny! Handy Manny! Its, it's name is Manny now. Manny the Handyman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Handy Manny! No, Manny the Handyman. really bad. Man. In real life, oh, yeah. the mechanic I go to is named Manny. <laughs> oh my god. Your mechanic. The hand is now named Manny. Awesome. Canonically There's inserted. a children's show called Handy Manny. <laughs> and now there's a new one. Okay. Um, okay, then. The inventor says, Well, it would appear that you have a number of business items to attend to. I will do you all a favor and try to perform some damage control there. Not saying I make a habit of it, but I've had to clean up bodies before. All of you, I recommend you go get a nice long drink. Or a hotel with a bedroom. But also be aware that you might be being followed because you were in proximity with me. Hmm. And if you lead any of them back here, I can assure you that I will have you slayed before they can make good on whatever threats they make. Are we in agreement? All right. Yes. Awesome. And he immediately grabs a broom. I will be hiding out here until I'm ready to move on to my next hiding space. You probably will not see me for some time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your help. All right, then. Do you need some soup? I got some more cubes. Um, leave them on that one bench that isn't spattered with viscera. All right. I leave a few. I assume I have like six of them left. I think sure. I brought like a dozen. Yeah, you leave him a couple and he puts the kettle back on. <laughs> Pulls out some instant noodles. Sits <laughs> them to the side. After he cleans up a bit. All right, yeah. And are all you guys gonna make your way out of the place? He he asked. He he asked. Do, do, do you hand uh, him the keys, soup? The I can assure you, I have no interest in pilfering through your boss's embalming chamber. All right, yeah. Just help. make sure that the place is locked up properly, so I don't get in trouble. And yeah, you do that. Uh, and uh, he stops for a moment as he like puts his foot down. Wait, can I take a quick moment to insight? Just just double checking because I don't want to get in trouble. Sure, go ahead. All right. Get in trouble about what? If if he does something stupid and I get caused called for it, I got a six on insight. Perfect. I mean, on level. What what interest would he have in a morgue? Yeah, that's true. All right, here's the keys. Where can I find Jan's clothing? That would probably be the thing that you would look down at your toe, and you see like there's like a tag, and you see that there is like a letter and like a, two numbers following it, like F11. All right, time to go find. And stuff. Yeah, and you have the capacity to basically go to that room that was open, and you find it. And yeah, you see that there are a couple of items in there. Um, you see that there is some jewelry that seems to have been left in a bit of a, bo- uh, a box, mostly piercings and whatnot. You see that there's actually like a couple of, like a, a grill of teeth that can be placed into your mouth. Oh man! Uh, if there's other accessories you would like to include into Jane's appearance. 
Uh, you're welcome to sort of headcanon that or, or come up with that at another point. Uh, you find uh, that there's no identification on hand. Mm-hmm. You find that there is uh, no money on hand. Mm-hmm. Just some jewelry and some clothes that are uh, that have not been cleaned, so they're a little bit swampy. All right. Were nice originally. In fact, Hugo, you recognize them as the exact clothes that Jayan was wearing on the night that he left your employ. Let me an investigation check, Yendon. Okay. Natural twenty. Okay. What, what does that bring it to you, total of? It's time for the twenty-one. Team. This was gonna be a high DC, as but you find that as you are, you find like there is like a sort of packet of cigarettes in there. But as you open up, you see like all of the cigarettes are there, but the seal had been broken on the pox. And Hugo, you kind of see him pull that out, and you're confused because you've never seen Jay in smoke. He's not. That's new. Hmm. Are and any cigarettes you, taken out? Um, you, none of them are taken out. But you, as you look over the box, you feel like there's like a little bit of a shifting weight inside of there, and it's written in a sort of pencil along the top of the box just says a uh, name that says Statuary Park. And you feel like there's a little bit of a shifting. And if you kind of lift the cigarettes out and ball them into your hand and pull the bottom of the box, there's like a little gap in between the cardboard in which you can see that there is a metal key at the bottom of the box. Oh, another metal key. Rusty. Iron. Mm-hmm. But very thin and small. Like, a, not a key that would open a door, but like a key that would open like maybe like a jewelry box or something. Okay. A Braxton box. Braxton Fox. Ha. This is not Braxton I found his stuff. previous bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, no. Uh, that's a maybe, start. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Left but, me because yeah. he thought he had a better deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome to do what you want with the cigarettes in the box. Um, you inspect the cigarettes, you smell them, and they just seem to be, you know, some sort of locally grown tobacco product. Okay. I'll keep, I'll pocket those just because. <laughs> All right, you put them back in the box and just sort of pocket them? Yeah. What do you do with the key? Do you leave it in the box? Uh, no, I will... Or, yeah, I'll leave that in the box as well. Since I know where the key hides now. Alright. In that case, all of you pack up, gather your belongings. Uh, Yendon is now wearing a sort of high collar and blazer. And as all of you begin making your way out into the late afternoon day, in fact, getting closer to the hours of evening, the sun being blocked out by the city on the side you are on because you guys are in the east side of the starlight district so the sun has now risen beyond the spire of electrovol so all of you are kind of cast in uh the shadow of the city uh it is a little bit of a brisk day no rain though is actually very clear and other than like a little bit of a brisk breeze um which you all have kind of equipment for you find yourself in better equipment and as you are making sorry i think i'm worse off in equipment (laughs) A little bit. Uh, And as you make your way out, you see a figure approach you. It seems to be uh, a human man working at a flower cart. And he walks forward. And you see he touches his wrist and the illusion falls away, revealing Dimitri and says, as he tosses a bouquet of flowers to the side, my goodness, I didn't know when you were getting out of there. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As okay as they could be. Well, they're going to have to be, because we're going to need to do this thing tonight. He looks directly at Soup as he says that. 
We're doing the thing? We are going to do the thing ASAP. And are we talking about a thing we've talked about? Have I told have I told them about this? I ha um I think you maybe touched a little bit of a detail, but I think you were high during it, if I am right yeah. to remember. You were just babbling about joining a union or something like that. Yeah. Alright. You remember the union? Mm -hmm. I offered to help him out with stealing weapons. That's just... He, he like, pulls Soup's ear. <laughs> with stealing Nerf and guns. And turns your head towards a velvet blue <laughs> officer across the street. I thought you already briefed them. Never mind, we take this to a side me. alley. They didn't believe me because I was intoxicated. We will go over this in a moment. Follow me. And as he leads you to an alley during these late hours of the day... I think that is an excellent place to leave it off. Very good RP episode. And we'll find out what next steps are involved in the intrigue of Electravel. Take care. You have been listening to Electravel, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember, everyone has holes in them. Farewell.